Welcome back to the Linux Daily Podcast, which is today actually recorded on a completely new device, the Slimbook Pro X. I've got this unit to actually review it, and part of my testing is also actually using it to record my podcast and everything. So if you're interested in the machine I would like to uh, follow the review, go check out my channel. And just by setting up actually the environment to record, so like installing Audacity, I had to choose between the normal package, the Flatpak one and the Snap one. And I actually tried the Flatpak last, I tried before the Snap and then the package provided by Ubuntu. And it is impressive how Flatpak is actually the only package that actually works and has an updated version. As an example, the Snap version out of the box asked me to open up the terminal and type a command to allow it to access audio, which is pretty bad and also didn't work for some reason. The Kitty Neon package was working, but it was a very old version and for some reason the UI was visually broken. The Flatpak one was the only one actually working, so wow. Anyway, let's get started. This is Linux Daily. Both KDE and GNOME have a blog post called This Week in KDE or GNOME. The KDE one is made by Nate Graham, whereas the GNOME one is more of a collection of what people around the GNOME community say. As far as I know, the GNOME one was actually inspired by the KD one, and both of them are released on the weekend where we've got no podcast, meaning that the first episode on Monday should probably catch up with these two blog posts in particular as they contain all of the nice information about these two projects over the week. And since the last episode was entirely about GNOME, I think it's fair to start with KDE today. Now, we are on the verge of releasing KDE Plasma 5.26, which means that right now nobody is really working on new features for Plasma 5.26. We have passed the feature freeze. However, there is a lot of interest in bug fixing. Very often the KDE community asks KDE developer to slow down a bit and actually do more bug fixing rather than creating new features which could also bring their own bugs. And this week that very much happened. So let's go through some of the very important bug fixes that happened last week. Let me just mention a couple of UI changes. First in KDE Live, if you disable the menu bar, then you will get the hamburger menu, which is the same one that you see as an example in Dolphin. I've talked about it, it's that magical button that shows some element or hides them depending on whether you have them in your toolbar or not, which is very nice to have. And also if your keyboard has a calculator button, mine hasn't, I've never seen one with one, but if you do have it, that will now actually open kcalc. Then the toolbar that appears when you enter edit mode is now loaded only when you open edit mode and the animation is a bit prettier. This also helps save like half a megabyte after startup, which is not much, but surely better than nothing. In the system tray, the notification and media control applets actually appeared in random position between your apps, which was wrong. Now they are considered system services, which means that they always appear grouped together instead in between your apps. You can now switch tabs in kickoff just by pressing alt tab. In the lock screen, you can now zoom in and out for accessibility purposes and also delete all the text in the password field with alt control u. Tooltips in QML based apps such as discover or parts of system settings now fade in and fade out rather than just appearing out of nothing. 
plasma used to crush when drag and dropping some elements in kickoff or sometimes when searching through krunner, both of these has been fixed. There was also a crash when drag and dropping widgets from the widgets explorer that has been fixed too. When you log in to Plasma, your widgets and applets do not move or get their position reset anymore. There has been two important NVIDIA bug fixes so that now kickoff always happens if you click on its button and there's no more some visual corruption after resuming from sleep. When you open the lid of a laptop, you do not see anymore your Plasma desktop for a few seconds before actually getting the lock screen top here. Floating panels no longer have a line around them and also no longer have a weird mask issue on the bottom and bottom right when using scaling on Wayland. And on topic of scaling in Wayland, you no longer see dark or very light pixels at the bottom left, right and top corners of dialogues. And finally, this is the last one, the context menu entry to add a new panel no longer shows some unnecessary buttons that were not very useful. That is a rather impressive list of bug fixes to say the least, so let's actually switch over to GNOME and see what they have done. No pressure whatsoever GNOME, obviously, don't worry. Okay, firstly, Newsflash has been ported to JTK4. What's Newsflash? Um, I don't really understand it actually. The website says that Newsflash is a program designed to complement an already existing web-based RSS reader account. From the screenshots, it looks kind of like an RSS reader. And it says that it combines all the advantages of web-based services, like syncing across all of your devices with everything you expect from a modern desktop program. So desktop notification, fast search and filtering, tagging and so on. I don't fully understand what's the difference between this and a normal RSS reader. Then there is dialect, which translates from one language to another, and it has been ported to Libadwaita 1.2, and it looks significantly prettier now. And I'm gonna say that I'm rather impressed that all GNOME updates are like, this app has been ported to the latest version of JDK or Libadwaita, and now it looks so much prettier. I'm actually kinda envious. Eyedropper, which I've actually talked about in this podcast before, a color picking application, has released the version 0.3.0, which brings, as an example, the ability to actually change the order of the selected colors. Gnome Plots has also released a new version, 0.7.0, and here, well, you know, it actually has been ported to JTK4 and the latest version of Libadwaita, obviously, and it looks much prettier, obviously, and also adds the ability to switch to a dark theme. If you don't know what's that, it's a bit like Desmos, but within a Gnome application. There's also the announcement of a new application called KeyRack, which manages passwords and tokens for Flatpaks, which are usually saved encrypted. This is mostly thoughts for developers working on Flatpak apps. Telegram, which is a Telegram client for the GNOME desktops, also reports all that happened in nearly 180 commits that happened since the last update. And well, it's actually a lot of stuff. So if you want a Telegram client for the GNOME desktop, you should really check out Telegram. The latest version for it has a lot of new stuff. Gradients, which is the application that allows you to change the look of Adwaita, changing the colors and such, is happy to announce the version 0.3.0. This brings plugin support, better performances, a preset manager, 
have preset manager attached to the main window and much more, so check it out. We also have the first stable release of the login manager settings, which is the settings for GDM. And finally, there is a preview image of GNOME OS 3rd for the PinePhone and the PinePhone Pro. So if you have either of these devices, and I do, you should try them out, and I will. Okay, so this is everything that has happened in the KDE and GNOME projects just last week. And I think it is very, very impressive to think that all of these things, which is a lot, like a lot of bug fixes and a lot of new features, is just a week worth of work. So I'm really excited to see what's coming next week. And the next episode of this podcast, though, will be tomorrow. So let's stay tuned and um, hear you tomorrow. Yeah, nothing else.